My name is Carly and I am an entrepreneur. These are the real, raw, and honest stories of myself, my colleagues, and my dearest friends, how we followed our dreams and continue to scale the mountain of success every day. Learn what it takes to make the next step and join us on the climb. Get ready to pull up your boss straps because this is Bossy Clubs. This is Melissa Winter. She is a dear, dear friend of mine that I met actually, and I say dear because we really connected only a few months ago, but instant <laughs> love for each other, I feel like. Um, but Melissa, welcome. Thank you for being willing to chat with me and your busy schedule. Um, Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited to have been looking forward to this. So for, for everyone listening, tell us a little bit about you um, and your background and where what you're doing right now. So I um, currently live in New York City. Um, I am an actor here in the city and performer and musician. Uh, I grew up in Orange County, California, uh, went to school at in Long Beach, um, kind of stayed there my whole life, got married. And then a little over two years ago, my husband and I and a puppy we had just gotten moved (laughs) across the country. Um, And we started our life here so that I could pursue this acting career that I have kind of always wanted to do. I started acting when I was 10 in just like local theater and children's theater. And then in the drama program at high school, Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't study theater when I went to college. I was convinced that I was like, I'll do the nine to five. I'll find Mm -hmm. something I really like. And I did find things I really liked. Um, and I did get to work some jobs I really liked, but they were always kind of the second or third thing on my list. Yeah. And I always kind of knew what that first thing was, Mm -hmm. but actually pursuing that and saying, this is what I'm pursuing is really scary and really hard. And so I put it off for a really long time. Hmm. Um, but then I was working a job that I did not like. Um, very bizarre situation. I was in a job that I was very underqualified for. Um, and it was, it was a weird, it was a hybrid of like, I'm, I'm not enjoying this job, but I'm, I'm making a really decent amount of money and I'm making commission on these projects that I sell. And, hmm. but I'm not enjoying this. I'd rather kind of be a starving artist. That sounds way more fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I mean, that, that is the thing with being an artist and in your space, like the, the odds of making it are, I mean, are they really as slim as they sound? You know, I don't know. It, I mean, it it feels, sometimes it feels like it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I, I mean, let me tell you, I was in Orange County pursuing theater and the LA scene is very film and TV. Yeah. And so as a theater person in LA in that area, my chances were higher because there were less of us, but uh, the opportunities were lower. And now I live in New York, which is a major theater hub. So there are a million of us, Yeah. you know? Yeah. But there are also a million more projects available. Right. That's more in line with what I want to do. So it doesn't feel like the odds have gotten better because those numbers, I think, kind of even out. Um, But instead of going to one audition a month for theater, I get to go to 
multiple a week. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's, it's very easy to burn out. And I made the mistake. It's currently audition season right now. January's audition season for theater. Um, Mm. and my first two years here, I made the mistake of, you know, January 2nd, I'm there, I'm doing it. And I'm burning out in two, three weeks Mm. and audition season goes until it's now going until like March. It just keeps kind of going because there's more and more projects happening, which is amazing, but that's not sustainable. Um, So I've learned now in my third year of being in audition season here to really be honest with the projects I want to be a part of and the projects I can be a part of. Mm -hmm. If they put out the casting call and it says, oh, we're looking for, you know, 20 something female white girl cool yeah I can do that yeah but also frankly there's a lot of us (laughs) there are a lot of 20 something white females in New York City yeah so do I really want to be a a part of that project do I want to get up at 4 a.m do I want to spend 12 hours sitting in a waiting room hoping to get seen Hmm. for this project it has to be a project I want to be a part of yeah I think that there is definitely, and I'm a very big, um, I, I struggle with this where it's like, I'll say yes to everything because I don't want to miss opportunity. But the, one of the biggest words of wisdom I've gotten over the last year is, you know, if it's not a hell, yes, it's a hell no. (laughs) And Mm. yeah, it's all about fine tuning what your system is and like what to go after because once you kind of hone into it then your chances are better you're not just casting this wide net though I do think if you're just starting out it it, you kind of have to grab and see what sticks but as you become more aware of what your goals and dreams and path and direction of like your career then I can see having that more like is this really valuable to to me right now. Absolutely. And I wouldn't take back burning out those first few years because I really learned what kind of, what got me excited. I, that's how I learned what got me excited about things. And that's how I learned what I was good at and what I wasn't good at and I, areas I can grow. Hmm. And that was so beneficial. I made that such a learning process because it's so easy to feel defeat yeah. in this environment where I go and get seen. I sit in front of a panel of people and I bear my soul in front of these people. And then I hear, thank you. Right. And I walk out the door and I do that multiple times a week, multiple times a day. Mm. And that's really hard to put so much weight on, well, what if they don't call me back. What if they do call me back and putting so much weight on them? I made the choice to turn that and say, okay, well, each time I walk in, what do I get to learn about myself, about the people in Mm -hmm. the room, about the project? What can I learn from this? And I started feeling a lot more success because my success was not based on whether they said yes or no. My success was starting to be based on how did I grow in this audition? Mm -hmm. What would I change? What would I do the same? How can I just make my next audition more authentic and more right for me? And that started making that process easier. 
Yeah, I think there, I keep going back to this idea of mindset when, you know, Mm -hmm. if you don't think you can do something, then you're probably not going to do it. Or if you think you can do something, you most the chances of you being able to do it are higher. And it sounds like you really took the approach of like flipping that narrative of this isn't a rejection. This is actually currency for me to get take to the next audition and refine my craft. I don't know if that makes if I'm like repeating back what you're saying. Um, no, absolutely. You're right. Yeah. Mm. And then like, did you, did you have, do you, do you struggle with the self doubt? Cause I know a lot of women do and oh. I sure do. Like, I don't know if I can do this. Con- constantly. I mean, there, I mean, there are days I just get up and like, Oh my gosh, I cannot do this mm. again. I can't hear another. No, I can't pour my heart into preparing for this audition and then just to not get seen. Um, or preparing for this audition and they don't give me the time because they're right before it's right before they order lunch or right after they order lunch. And like, there are days that I just, I can't. And sometimes I do genuinely just have to force myself of like, I, I have to, I've committed to this, but then there are days where I can give myself a second and who, how do I feed myself today? so that I can do this tomorrow. Maybe I can't do it today and maybe that's okay. How do I feed myself though? So I'm prepared for tomorrow. Yeah. That I resonate so much with that, especially coming back from an amazing vacation at home with Mm. people cooking my meals and smoking cats and like laying by the fire and reading (laughs) books. And I came back and I'm like, I am the most go-getter motivated person and I just am struggling <laughs> and just looking through my list going okay at least I did one thing out of the 50 today that I had planned and it's feeling like yeah. oh but tomorrow's gonna be better and it's okay to like and the thing that I've learned is like if you just keep standing back up over and over it pays off because you're not giving up and a lot of people just sort of go well I was rejected in this audition so I guess that's it I guess I'll just stop. But you continually showed up for three years and we hadn't even talked about this, but you just landed an off-Broadway debut, which is huge. Yes. Yes. I, um, yeah, it was super exciting. I went in for this show that it was kind of last minute and it was on a Sunday and auditioning on the weekends is always Mm kind of weird. Um, cause I'm like, Oh, I wanted like a day, you know? Um, but I went and that was a day where I was like, I don't know that I can do this today, but I committed. I have an audition slot. They're expecting me. I'm going in. Um, and I went in, I met people in the lobby who then became a part of the cast, which was fun. Um, but I went and I didn't hear anything for weeks, assumed it was dead in the water, moving on to the other things, because that's another thing you have to go in, pour your heart and soul and then put it away which is so hard to do like just hard and just up it's yes it is draining and there's I mean there's times where I can't put it away and there's times where I've cried over not getting a a role that I wanted or being a part of project I wanted or hearing someone else I knew got it which is like I'm so excited for you but like that's really hard um there are times that I can't quite put it away 
and and that's just something you have to live through. That's just something you have to push through. Um, but this one I had put away. I went, I, you know, I did my thing. I poured my time into it. I prepared and I put it away and I didn't hear anything for weeks. And I went, okay, cool. I guess, I guess that's it. And then I got a call for the callback. Um, and I had an awesome callback reading with someone who is now such a good friend who we met at the audition connected really well. And who's now in the show with me. Um, and again, weeks went by. It was a very long process. Sometimes you have those shows that are, you know, audition is today, callback is in two days right. and they call you by the weekend. Like there's those. And this Drag was six on weeks. And on. This was a whole thing. Yeah. Um, so I'd assumed it was, it wasn't happening. Um, and then it was Saturday morning. I was just, I don't know. I was working, whatever. I got an email in for one project. This, I booked two projects in one morning. It was the wildest morning. I booked a project for a new musical that I am working on Amazing. and laying down tracks for, um, which is awesome. And then about an hour later, I got another email for this show to do the original New York cast of a new musical that's going up off Broadway. And I want you to be part of it. And I mean, I just, I, I didn't know what to do. It felt like that whole, if it feels too good to be right. true, it probably is. So I was waiting for the like, yeah, I was waiting for the other shoe yeah. to drop kind of, and hmm. it didn't. And now I'm here two months into the run and I don't know that the show will go anywhere after this. I don't know if it'll get picked up elsewhere or I, I don't know, but the fact that I'm doing an off-Broadway show in New York City, just to be doing theater yeah. in New York City is a yes. feat in and of itself. I'm one of the leads, yeah. Which, yeah, it's kind of wild. And I've learned so much being a part of this project. I, I don't know if you can tell so far in this conversation, I get a lot of audition anxiety because it is, it is, yeah, it is very vulnerable for me to sing in front of a panel of people and just have them watch me. It's, it's yeah. just a lot. And I was never the person who was Belle in Beauty and the Beast or Annie and Annie. I wasn't that person. I was ensemble dancer. I was those people. And I love being ensemble. I learned so much from being ensemble because they really do make you work your tail off being ensemble. But I was never the person that was up front. And I now what is this has been 18 years later and getting to have those like spotlight moments. I'm getting my duets. I'm getting these like beautiful trios with amazing harmonies that I get to work through. And like, I'm getting those moments that I've never gotten to have before. And it's yeah. kind of surreal. And I mean, I'm sure that there's a ton yeah. of, like you were saying, just kind of like you're learning so much, but like, are you, is it helping your anxiety because you were performing like solo and with one other person or two other people? It's a little bit easier when you start hearing the higher up people say you're supposed mm. to be here. And as much as I want to say that I wish I could just find that internally, I do have such a feeling mm. of imposter syndrome that that's still something I'm working on. And I'm, I'm trying to find that internally and tell myself I'm supposed to be here. I was invited right. to this table. It, 
does really help that the people making those decisions went, yeah, we want you at the table. Interesting. And that's some, and I wish I could just find that internally, but mm-hmm. I can't yet. I'm still learning that. I'm still developing that. I'm still growing and maybe one day I'm hoping. <laughs> and there is such a balance of being invited to the table and bringing your own chair to the table because mm-hmm. no one invited you. And that's, that's something you have to find within yourself. You have to be willing to pull your chair up to the table and open that door that no one's opening for you. But it is really nice when someone opens the door for you. <laughs> so I live over here on the West side, um, friends with actors and people pursuing modeling. And, you know, it is a lot of like going to an audition, waiting, going to audition, waiting. Do you have any like tips or like mm-hmm. ways to like pull your seat up to the table, so to speak? without or in addition to like going to auditions <laughs> terrible formatted <laughs> sentence create your own stuff I have a friend who just posted this the other day and I've been thinking about it now for a few days if you have an idea for something but you've never done that before you have an idea for a script you have an idea for a photo shoot a design something like that if you mm-hmm. but you've never done it before sit yourself down for an hour a day. Maybe you'll do nothing, but commit to doing that an hour a day. Eventually, pen is going to hit paper. Just start the ball rolling. You have to start it. And that kind of begets other ideas and you can get other people involved. Hey guys, it's your girl Carly. I'm here to tell you about the coolest flower delivery service that exists. It's my sister company, Primary Petals. You may have heard of Primary Petals before, but did you know that we are going nationwide? It's an amazing service that sends really cool and unique flowers to anyone's doorstep in the lower 48. Guys, we have sent to every state and every bouquet has arrived so beautiful and so fresh, which if you know, is no small feat for shipping flowers. For my listeners, I'm giving 10% off using code BOSSYCLASS at checkout. If you want to learn more, please visit primarypetals.com. I also think there's something about investing hmm. in yourself. And I think this, I, I mean, I went to college that on student loans and I was lucky enough to have parents that paid for a lot of my college. And I didn't learn as much. I didn't take it as seriously because it wasn't my yeah. financial contribution. And I think once you start putting your own money and your own time into yourself, you start seeing your worth and it kind of lights a fire in you to get going of like, I've put X amount of dollars into this. I really better make something of it. So it is really cool that some people get to be financially supported by parents or teachers or things like that. And like, that's awesome. And that's such an amazing opportunity. And they'll have a different experience than I will. But as hard as it is, like you got to start putting that money in because once you start investing in yourself, you start seeing how much you're worth it. And you start seeing like, you start looking at other people saying, you can invest in me too, because I've invested in me and look at what I've done. And I can relate to that on so many levels. Like, oh yeah, I had a business partner when I first started my company, we purchased a second business together. Mm -hmm. I eventually bought that person out and, you know, you look around and you go, well, they helped here. That's great. Holy crap. It's all on me. The only person that's going to succeed or fail, like this business is going to fluctuate best on how I do it. And so I have a choice. And as I've invested, you know, and a lot of people go, 
oh, I thought that, you know, this was funded by someone. I go, I'm funding it all. I'm working, I'm hustling with weddings so I can pay for my startup and I can pay for people's salary and I can not mm-hmm. be in debt and all of these things. But there is something when you're kind of just going, it's all me. And then also I will say like, to your point, like just start the ball gets rolling. And there's been so many times that I just said like, that's the mountain I want to climb. And I get up there and I'm like, that was so easy compared to what I made it into my mind thinking it would be, you know? And so I think like, yeah, recognizing and, and listening to that of like, what freaks me out is actually probably the thing that's not, it's, it's not going to be as hard as I think. And so I've been trying to train myself to switch gears and go, oh, that's the thing I should be pursuing. The thing that's freaking me out is the one thing that's probably going to fundamentally change everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Like that scares me the most. That probably means I'm going to learn the most. I'm going to force myself into this new situation and I'm, I'm going to realize what I'm made of. And you'll look, you'll look back and after that's all done and you'll go, gosh, I was so exhausted. How did I do that? Yeah. But then you'll do it again because you know, you can do it. Like not taking no for an answer to like doing your own projects. Like if you can show up to an audition, which I find so courageous, <laughs> a lot of me doing that. I'm like, I would love to do that. But like, huh, that that's a roadblock for me for sure. Mentally, I've just like, I really mm. get nervous, but it's like taking the space. Like if you're going to commit to acting or modeling and you can afford to just do that full time then like take the time you're not at auditions to write stuff, to do reels, to practice, to like meet with other actors. Like there's so much power in the network. Oh yeah. And other people are dying to work too. Like other people want to, I text people all the time of like, Hey, we should like just record a duet or like, let's do this scene together. And like, let's just push each other a little bit more today. And like people want to work. They do. They want to. Yeah, that's so encouraging. And like going back to like you guys making this giant move to big city. I mean, New York is mm-hmm. so amazing. It's so overwhelming and it's so <laughs> expensive. And let me count the ways of like all of the freaking roadblocks oh I'm sure you faced. But like, how did you know it was a good time to move? Like, and, and be like, this is it. Or was it sort of like every door closed and I'm just going to like, now, now this is, this is the next thing I'm going to try. It was definitely like, we'd been talking about it for a while. We had some contracts and obligations that were keeping us in California for a certain amount of time. And those were all starting to kind of wrap up and be done. And uh, we were taking a vacation to New York. And so we vacated because I'd never been and I loved the idea of going. And there was a part of me was like, it would be so cool to live there. And like, we'd talked about it and, it was kind of a fun conversation. And then we went and while we were there, we applied for an apartment and we're like, we'll just see how this goes. You know, it's like an $80 application fee. Yeah. You know, we'll just see how this goes. And then a couple weeks later we got, Hey, you got the apartment. Do you want to move? Oh, Oh, I have to decide that now. Do I want to move? Okay. Well, let's, let's look at the logistics. Okay. X, Y, Z. We can wrap up this. We can, do this here. He can work remotely. His his job was okay with him working remotely, so he still works for a California company. Okay, I oh guess gosh. we can do this. Oh shit, we're doing it. Like it was it was a lot of like sprinkling seeds 
a little kind of half-assed a little bit and we went, oh my gosh, things are growing. I guess, I guess we got to go. And it's at that moment where you go, okay, all of these doors have opened. Yeah. I, I have to, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. So why not do it now? And like, and it was, it was so daunting until it was like, it's also moving is temporary. Everything is temporary. You know, like if you move, you don't, you don't have to be there forever. Maybe we're there a year and we went, we don't really like it here. We can move back. We'll be okay. Coming up with your sort of backup of like a calculated risk. Like I do that all of the time. It's like, okay, if I jump off this cliff, if I fall, okay, there's a, this underneath me. If I don't, I fly and this is really cool. Uh, (laughs) The goal is not to die. (laughs) The goal is not to die. I'm like, we're doing okay so far. (laughs) What has been like the biggest challenge in following this move and like kind of the pursuit of this dream that, that you weren't anticipating, if any. Because I know when I start a company, I'm like, oh, got it. It's going to be this, 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 this. And then it's that plus mm-hmm. so much stress that I didn't anticipate. Was that is that the same for, for what you did? Yes, it is a lot more. It's more stressful, obviously. I sleep less some nights yeah. and then I sleep a lot more some nights to recover from sleeping. Like it, it's not, I don't take care of my body enough to be sustaining this long enough. And I'm working on that. Um, but it's stressful and it's really hard. And being in New York, I grew up in an area that I was close mm-hmm. to family and friends, yeah. people I went to college with. Um, and it's mm-hmm. hard to find a community here. So it's, yeah, it's pretty lonely. And we didn't move in with like, um, roommates, or like people we met, like we moved in us and, it, it is just so hard as it's as yeah. an adult, it's hard to make friends in a new city, which is such a, it's, but it's so true. So it is lonely and it does feel like sometimes yeah. you're doing this alone. My alarm goes off for auditions wow. sometimes at 4am. I walk out that door. I'm on the subway really early with everyone Ugh. who's sleeping on the subway overnight. I do my thing. I'm there for 12 hours. I maybe don't talk to anybody. Sometimes you can meet someone in the waiting room and it's great and all that. But sometimes it's not and you just, you listen to music or you read a book and you do that for 12 hours and you hopefully get seen by the end of the day. But sometimes you don't because there's a whole union, non-union thing, which (laughs) I can go into, but it's kind of boring. And I come home and like, sometimes there's those days where it feels like I got nothing done and I have to get up and do it again. That's so hard. So it is really lonely. And sometimes it does feel like you're going through it by yourself. Mm-hmm. But you're not. You're not. There are people that hate getting up early just like you do. And there are people that didn't get seen just like you do. And there are people that go home and pour a glass of wine and go, okay, just yeah. just try again tomorrow. Because yeah. I have How to. How do you self-care in the midst of that demanding and very like haphazard schedule? I drink a lot of water. <laughs> water is so important in New York. Just because like the elevation is different and you're walking so much more. And I think walking, because you do walk so much in New York, I think that does help because that gets your blood moving and gets your heart moving a little bit, um, which is really helpful for your body to be doing all the right systems it's supposed to. But I try and find things that are completely Hmm. separate from my career that isn't doing anything to progress my career. I'm not like I, I 
play piano and I play uh, guitar and I'm learning ukulele and things like that. But those are all kind of things that progress my career. Okay, well, I want to see a show. Again, that's progressing my career. So finding those things that you can go, this is for yeah. me. This is mine. It won't do anything for mm. my career. It really won't. But that means I can shut off the career stress for a little bit of time and remember like I am my own yeah. individual beyond this. Because I think it is really easy to put so much of your identity into this career. And like as a self-starter like yourself, I bet you understand like if this isn't successful, then like what am I? And like that's such a hard battle because you are putting your heart on the line. You're putting so much into it that when things maybe don't go the way you want, it might feel like me personally is being rejected. Me as a person is being rejected mm -hmm. or me as right, a person right. is not working. It impacts your identity. Yeah. I've struggled with that yeah. so much. To, and it's like, because oh, I love yeah. my job. I love my career. I love being an entrepreneur. I could like eat entrepreneur magazines for breakfast. I love it. I think about it. <laughs> I obsess over it. I've never had that, you know, oh, I'm so burnt out because I don't love it. Like it's, I realize how burnt out I am when I'm asleep or on a vacation. But I've had those things where people go, what do you, mm -hmm. what do you like to do? What lights you up? And I'm like, oh, work and this and this thing and this and that. And it's like all totally like yeah. I can maintain not being burnt out at this point in my career. But like this year in particular, I've said, okay, what is Carly like to do? <laughs> and it's like, oh, I love cooking. Yeah. I love yeah. reading. I love riding my bike. And so those are the mm -hmm. things that I forget. But I think hold, being able to hold all of your work loosely is really going to, and, and then taking that space to go, these are the things just for me. Yeah. It's so critical. Yeah, absolutely. It's so many people have said, like, I heard this so many times growing up, find what you love yeah. and figure out a way to get paid to do it, you know, which is great. And I love that advice, except all yeah. those hobbies <laughs> become your career. Right. And you went, oh, wait, what are my hobbies now that my hobbies became my career? And so what do I do outside that? And that's such a hard boundary. Yeah, that's super interesting. <laughs> that's a really interesting point. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was, just, that was an interesting thing for me that I learned that I went, oh, I, I took my hobby, my like free time thing. And now it's my full time thing. And when I say full time, I mean, I'm thinking about it when I wake up, I think about when I go to bed, there's always something sitting in my head of like, well, maybe I should do this music video, or maybe I should do this. And let me rewrite the song. Or like, can I read, can I cover this song? And like, maybe I can play yeah. this role, but like, how do I get seen for it? And like, there's always something I'm thinking about, which I'm sure you get to. It's it's not necessarily that we're thinking about it all the time. I mean, we are, but that's not the that's not the thing that is exhausting. The thing that is exhausting is that that end of like, how do I make it? How do I monetize this? How do I get someone to see it? Because then all yes. of a sudden you have these everything that you just did for fun is all going to be impacted by someone else's opinion of it. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. But I, it's one of those, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's hard, but I can't, I tried to do the other jobs that I also like. I enjoyed those jobs. I worked some very cool jobs. I got to do some very yeah. cool things and got paid for it. But I tried that and I didn't want it. 
So that's why I'm here. You're crushing it. this thing. <laughs> well, no, you are. Oh, um, what can we expect <laughs> from you? Like in this next year, I know you, you're on your, you said you're preparing for another role, but you are already are perform or you're currently performing. What else? Yes. So my show, we just got extended until the end of April, a couple days ago. Um, so I will be in that show until the end of April, unless another contract takes me elsewhere. Um, I am also recording a concept album for a new musical that's being written. So I have, uh, I head out of town next weekend, uh, two weekends, something like that, um, to go to the studio and record. I think I have like eight songs to record and I have like five or six music videos to record. So we get to do that for two days, which is going to be a whirlwind. Um, it's, it's going to be so like, I'm sitting here being like, I get paid to just sing. Like, yes, I'm doing the thing. I'm doing the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, I have those two things on the books right now. Um, I have a few roles that I've been called in for. And I, I mean, constantly, I always have a list of self tapes I have to do. Um, so yeah, this year I'm really trying to, there's a lot of rules when it comes to the union and, um, actors and things like that. There's a lot of rules you have to follow to get seen and blah, blah, blah. And there's, I'm a little bit, I'm not great at following those rules and <laughs> I'm okay with that. Like we don't, you know, we'll, we only hold this audition in person of like, okay, well like, that's fine. You won't see me in person, but like here I filmed it and you can watch it or you cannot watch it, but it's on tape and you can watch it and you can call me in if you want to for a callback, but you didn't see me at first. So, and finding those ways to like open the doors myself. (laughs) Wow. So yeah, this year I'm, I'm really looking forward to growing in my craft. I have found things that I am really good at that I'm comfortable talking about. I think as women, we are not told to be too confident. It's off-putting or you come off as arrogant. Um, and I think that needs to stop. We need to be okay with saying, these are the things I'm really good at. And this is why you should hire me for it. Um, so speaking up for myself in that sense, a little bit more this year and being okay with the things Mm -hmm. I'm not the best at right now. Cause that will come later. That'll come. I'm still learning and being okay with, I'm still learning. Yeah. And you can still follow your dream and career path. Having not all the answers. They think sometimes we trick ourselves out to think if I don't know everything, then Mm -hmm. I can't do it. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we totally agree. Like everything is available online. Everything. If you don't know, look it up. That's something my parents taught me very young. We would ask, what is the, I don't know. Look it up and let me know, but go look it up. You have the resources available to you to look it up, to learn something. If someone else can do it, why can't you? Where I'm at right now in life, right before this interview, I I was looking up something And it was just, it was the silliest question. It was a question I would ask like a business coach and I read a bunch of articles and I was Uh like, okay, cool. Like now I can process like some sort of feedback loop (laughs) myself, like wondering about these questions. Um, But there is so much resource and we don't take advantage of it a lot of time. I know. Not to mention like other people would love to tell you. Yeah. If you have a genuine like spirit and person about 
Hey, I, I want to know more about this. Or like, I just don't know. Like people will answer those questions yeah. as long as you're genuine about it. I have made some of the best connections with people yeah. in the business because I was genuine. I approached a composer that I saw at a bar that I, that I really liked. And I was like, Hey, I just, I just really like your work and that sort of stuff. And then like, we worked on, we've worked yeah. on a couple projects together because of that, because it was genuine. It wasn't this like, Oh, I'm such a fan. Like it wasn't any of that stuff. You just have to be genuine and people want to help. And people I think are generally self-centered. So they love to hear <laughs> them talk and like, they'll tell you, <laughs> They'll tell you about what's going on in their brain and the knowledge that they have. People like that. Um, <laughs> could not agree more with you on actually. But yeah, and, <laughs> and women are, you know, we do have a lot of times that shell of like, if you don't talk to me, like thing. But if you just approach it of like, mm -hmm. hey, generally I'm not going to take anything from you. I respect you and I want to learn what you learned. Like, can I ask you a few questions and treat you to coffee? Like, yeah, let me pass on this wealth of knowledge to someone. <laughs> this is so great. Is there anything else, Melissa, that like you want to kind of impart or pass on to to the listeners? I think I think probably for anyone who wants to get into mm -hmm. an artistic business, um, yeah. that isn't the you know nine to five <laughs> stable job. That the only reason you get a paycheck is if you book work. It's mm -hmm. not easy, but it's so worth mm -hmm. it to be in control of what you get to work on to be your own, your own creator mm -hmm. of your life. Yeah. I think it's so worth it. And like everything you see on Instagram isn't as pretty as you think. Like if you go to my Instagram right now, it looks great. Cause that's what I post. Yeah, I post exactly. the really cool things, but I don't, don't post the, my alarm went off at 4am and I didn't get up. I stayed in bed and I didn't go out today. Cause I couldn't, I don't post those. I don't post when I, I don't post when I have a panic yeah. attack during tech totally. week. Same. I don't do that. And no one does. Some people do. And I love it. I love that more people are doing that. More celebrities and influencers, they are posting a lot more about like mental health and the reality of it and how like mm -hmm. oh, Instagram is not real. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think we need more of that. But if you feel like yeah. you're the only one, you're not, you're not the only one really frustrated with this. And all you can do is there's so much in this business that you can't control. So control what you can make sure you have all your ducks in mm. a row and forget the rest. You have to let it go. Auditions art, art. If someone likes your art or not control what you can, you know, mm. your art is good. Control that, you know, Carly, you know, your work is good. You know what you're best at. You can control as much as you can within yourself and everything else you can't, you just have to let Such it go good or advice. else you're going to drive yourself insane. <laughs> just right. <laughs> Get your ducks in a row. Control what you can. Forget the rest. On my mirror. <laughs> Thank you yes. so much, Melissa. I have some lightning round questions for you because I just want to get to know a little bit more about you. Love it. Um, just some fun questions. How do you, do you drink Love coffee? It. And if so, how do you take your coffee? I do. I usually do a little bit of milk unless I'm ordering it somewhere. Then I do a cafe au lait. What's your morning routine? Kind of, you kind of like touched on it a little curious if you have like one when, when you're in a current, like a constant routine. If I'm like doing a show um, or I know I'm performing, I get up, I drink my coffee. I drink um, at least like 30 ounces of water. I warm up. I, I mean, like I got to stay hydrated, like vocally 
if I'm singing or if I'm performing, like it just, I get so yeah. dry and cause New York is very dry. So I drink 30 ounces of water. I try and drink at least a hundred ounces, ounces of water a day. Yeah. I just like, you have to. Um, so I drink a ton of water in the morning, um, coffee, breakfast, and then I usually vocally warm up or just do something to kind of get me grounded in my art and that sort of thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's piano, but like, it's something to like, get me to working. And so also sometimes it is, okay, I'm going to go apply for gigs. So I go and I sit on my computer and yeah. drink my coffee and submit for work. Because you probably sat in a lot of auditions. Have you read any good books while you've been sitting there or at all lately? Oh yeah. Oh, what did I just read that I can't remember the name of because I downloaded it on Kindle. So I never see the front of it. Um, I'm currently reading, you know what I mean? I'm currently reading Manhattan Beach, uh, which is really interesting so far. Last and final question is, where can we learn more about the plays you're in and to get in touch with you? My Instagram is Melissa H. Winter, at Melissa H. Winter. And my website is melissawinter.com. I have a contact form there if you want to contact me there. Oh, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. So this random. has been such a random friendship <laughs> that I loved that I came across. And I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks again, well, Melissa. And we'll talk to you um, on our next podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon. This podcast is edited and published by the Primary Federal Studios, written and hosted by Carly Ray Williams. Show notes are located at our website, carlyrayweddings.com forward slash bossy class. If you like what you heard today, subscribe, rate and review us. Sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content and bonus episodes. Thanks for joining us as we scale the mountain of success. This is Bossy Class.